Manoa, Manoa, Manoa. Some big news from the Jays regarding Alec Manoa. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Blue Jays. Thank you guys for making Locked On Blue Jays your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today and get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Well, it's a Friday. Yeah, it's, this will be, it's a Thursday right now, but this will be coming out on Friday. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, all-star weekend for the NHL. Uh, I'm pumped up. I don't know. Like, I, I don't really know how I feel about all-star weekend necessarily. Just, eh. But, you know, it's still exciting. Yeah, they redid the rules again in the all-star break. I'm, I don't know why. It's like they do this every year. Yeah. But as Canucks fans now, I mean, technically we'd have six all-stars if they were counting win home, but... Only five, unfortunately, for the Canucks, which is still great compared to any other team in the league. Yeah, and you know what? Um, we have a lot to talk about because John Morosi put out a tweet today uh, about Alec Manoa. But first of all, why don't you hit us with a little bit of a recap of sort of, I don't want to say, well, the downfall of Alec Manoa. Yeah, obviously it's no secret that Alec Manoa had a horrible season last year. But I'm kind of going to start this from 2022 because that's kind of what makes this downfall so surreal. Because in 2022, Manoa had an unbelievable year. And in my opinion, if you're making a list of the 25 players, like players that are 25 and younger in the league, you probably have guys like Julio Rodriguez, like Juan Soto, Ronald Acuna. Manoa's probably in the top 10. Like he finished top three in Cy Young voting. An unbelievable season. I'll go over his stats here real quick as well. So he had 31 games started, a 2.24 ERA, 0.99 whip, 196.2 innings pitched. I know that was a big thing for Bassett this year. He always said he wanted to pitch 200 innings. And Manoa was three innings and a third short of that in 2020. Had 180 uh, strikeouts with 51 walks. That was a huge stat because this year Manoa really struggled with his walks and his uh, pitch location. That was only 49 earned runs given up. So what's kind of started for me with the Manoa downfall was he was very vocal on social media. And that's usually never a good thing from a player that's only been in the league for a few years. So he was talking a lot of trash, especially to Yankees fans. And we called out Garrett Cole, which is as Blue Jays fans in the moment, it was kind of cool to see because for me personally, I hate Yankees fans. I hate the Yankees and especially Garrett Cole. So it was kind of cool in that aspect. But again, you've only been in the league for a year and a half. It's kind of bold to be going at one of the best pitchers in the league. And then this takes us to the playoff series with Alec Manoma's famous quote, pressure is something you put in your tires when asked about if he's going to feel pressure for his playoff start. He didn't pitch horribly, but they did end up losing 4 nothing. And again, like, seems like that was a, maybe a little bit of insight uh, to the next year with Blue Jays fans getting those no runs in that playoff game. But yeah, 4 nothing. it doesn't matter how you're going to pitch. If you don't score runs, you're not going to win the baseball game. So then in 2022, one thing that was being talked about a lot was the introduction of the pitch clock. And the pitch clock came in in 2023, and this affected Alquinoa greatly because he had the fifth slowest time to pitch in the league. Shohei Otani was one of them. There was a couple other guys. Shohei was the main one that I saw. So with Manoa having a slow tempo and a slow time to the plate, 
that was going to be something that he had to get used to. Obviously, with the pitch clock being 20 seconds with nobody on and then 15 with runners on. Or sorry, the other way, it was 15 with no runners on, 20 with runners on. And that was a huge thing. And also, Mendoa coming into training camp, he gained a lot of weight. And that's not saying that like you can't be a bigger guy and be successful in baseball, but you have to be in shape. Yeah, there, there's, a, there's a difference between like what we see in, in a lot of leagues, you know, some guys will take the off season and get out of shape. And then when it comes back to the start of the season, they'll, they'll work it, they'll work it back to get them to in season shape. But some guys just can't do that. Right. If, if they become lackadaisical in, in their uh, fitness, it's harder for them to, to get back on the grind. And I think for a player that, you know, was in his first couple of seasons uh, to, to sort of do that and expect to be peak performance it's just something that's not going to happen. You see sometimes in, in more veteran players, they can do that and come back because they know, you know, how the league runs. They know how their body works. They know how, what will affect them, what won't. And it just seems like for Alec Manoa that that, I, I almost want to say he got too big of a head uh, too early on. And that really, I think, led to the next season, which was, I'll let you go over it, but just horrible. Yeah, being a first-rounder for the Blue Jays, uh, that and then just his success to start off uh, his major league career. Obviously, one of the best uh, in Blue Jays history for a start. But then that leads us to the opening day, actually. They pick Alec Manoa over Kevin Gosman, which is still a little bit interesting, but I guess with the Alec Manoa season, you can't really fault it in that moment. His first start, not great at all. Goes three and a third, gives up nine hits, five in runs, gave up two home runs, and only threw 85 pitches. At that point, we were playing the Cardinals. They have a lot of good guys on that team. Paul Goldschmidt just had a great year the year before. Uh, Nolan Arenado. There's a bunch of guys over there. The great lineup, one of the top lineups in the league at that point. Obviously, the season didn't say that because the Cardinals had a horrible season as well. But And then we're kind of like, yeah, whatever. It's one bad start. He'll get over it in May. The Jays did not win a single game Alec Manoa started. He only went into the sixth inning once. And then what happened was the big blow-up against the Astros. Only got one out, gave up six runs, looked terrible the entire inning, just could, could not locate. And that was a struggle the entire season, really. It was like he was walking the house. It seemed like he was walking four, five, six guys a game. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. Like, um, as a pitcher, you're going to have days where you just don't feel your best. And you know, the location becomes hard. It, it seems like you're throwing, you know, you, you're throwing a pin into, you know, trying to hit a, you know, or whatever, a pin into a haystack or something or whatever, right? Or you're trying to hit a target 500 feet away from you, it seems like at some points. Um, and you just don't feel yourself. But at some point, you got to, you got to f- get out of your own way a little bit. Stop thinking so much. I, I know, what happens to a lot of pitchers sometimes is they 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 think about the next pitch they're going to throw, um, and 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 when you're not feeling it, sometimes you just have to listen to your catcher. There's some pitchers that they like to have a little bit more say in what the pitches they throw, um, but but when it comes down to it, you're having bad starts. You're not doing what you need to do. You have to get out of your own way. Let the catcher call the game. And, and just throw. Just throw your pitches. Don't think. Get up there and throw. And Alec Manoa, like I, I know um, last year I saw him, you know, brush off the catcher. Brush off the catcher. And it's like, okay, it, there gets a point where just listen to him. You are not playing well. You have to know notice that and make adjustments. And Alec Manoa didn't make adjustments, like according to the uh, uh, pitch clock as well, right? He, he just couldn't figure it out. And 
there's a lot of little things pitchers can do to sort of get out of their own head. And I mean, I don't want to speak for these guys. They're a lot better than I am. I'll tell you that. But, but there are little, little things in baseball that, that end up making a huge difference. And it seemed like that was one of them for Alec Manoa. Yeah. Well, like I said, like I, I pitched back in on my day as well. I'm not saying I was good at all. I'm not comparing <laughs> myself to Alec Manoa, but personally, again, I didn't have a problem with pitching quick, but again, I didn't have a pitch clock and I was also pitching just high school baseball. <laughs> so the comparison there is not great, but I know like pitchers always say that they always feel the best when they're not thinking about their delivery, not thinking about what pitches they're throwing. They're just throwing and just trying to get swings and misses. And they're just looking at the glove. The only target that they're focused on. But anyway, we'll get back uh, to the Alec Manoa recap here. After that, uh, in outing against the Astros, he gets sent down all the way to the Florida Complex League. There's AAA, AA, there's high A, low A, and then there's Florida Complex League. So that was a huge promotion for Alec Manoa. They pretty much just said, hey, like we're doing a complete reset here. We need to figure this out. We know you can be better, but you clearly have not shown it. And then the first pitching line we get from Alec Manoa in the Florida Complex League, he goes two and two-thirds innings, gives up 10 hits, 11 earned runs, two walks, and three strikeouts. You can't be confident in that at that point. Like, what? Like, he's playing against guys he should be dominating. Yeah. Yeah. And he's yeah. looking terrible. Yeah. This is, a, this is a guy that obviously didn't take his offseason uh, well, like, didn't prepare. You have to, like, this is the major leagues. And, and maybe that's something that affected him. He wasn't, he wasn't worried. He had such a good season that he didn't, he thought he'd come in and just be an all star. Which isn't true for anybody. You look at what some of these uh, professional all-star players do in the offseason. They're not the guys out there thinking they're the best in the field. They probably they probably do, but they're, they're not overly showing it. They're still working. They're putting in the work. They're putting in the effort to make these differences. And Alec Manoa obviously didn't. I mean, we saw it. We saw him come into, into spring training last year. And it was you, – you almost could tell – from the first pitch he threw, right? That's, you know, this isn't Alec Manol from last year. And I think we said that we, we always thought there was going to be a bounce back. There just wasn't. And I don't know. It's, it, I, I get very frustrated with this because it really bugs me when, when players are outwardly saying that, you know, they're above everybody else, right? When anybody can be brought down to earth, especially in baseball, that's one of the huge things in baseball is you can be brought down to earth really quickly. And I don't know. I it just rubbed me the wrong way. I, I always get on Bryce Harper about this, about being, you know, about guys thinking they're the best, thinking they're, you know, better than everybody else. And that's what Bryce Harper gives me. And I don't like Bryce Harper. And Alec Manoa was showing me those signs at the end or at the end of 2022. Well, a lot of pitchers uh, in the offseason, obviously, you're going to take some time off. The MLE season is extremely long and they are deserving of that time off. But usually it's only about a month or two, like a two is even stretching it, and they get right back in the lab. Maybe it's not throwing full speed right away, but there is a workload that they progress with. And Alcanoa just seemed like it was going to be given to him almost at the start yeah. of the season. He was just going to come back, and he was just going to be f- passing by with flying colors, no problems whatsoever, which obviously is, not re- obviously is not realistic in the MLB, which takes us to his double A start which he went and had a little bit of better success that day at five innings pitched three hits, one earned and 10 Ks. And this kind of takes us to a say we have a confidence thing at this point. You just had a, probably your worst outing of your career <laughs> against the Florida, yeah. uh, Florida complex league. I think it was against the Red Sox minor league team. I, it was the Red Sox, the Yankees, but I'm pretty sure it was the Red Sox. So yeah, like after that, and obviously all the struggles he had, do you think that John Schneider and the Blue Jays organization rushed Manoa back to the big leagues? 
Easily, 100%. There's no way that Alec Manoa should have touched a major league field until you started to see significant changes. And and not over a one-game span, you need to see consistency. And they didn't do that. They thought, okay, he's back. He's good to go. Bring him back up. No, that's not how baseball works. Everybody's known that from, you know, for a hundred years, they've known how that, that's how baseball works. It's all, it's, it's so mental. Baseball is such a mental sport. And when a guy is getting beat into the ground night after night after night, it's, it's going to wear on him. And it's, that was such a, we, we talk so much about John Schneider and his, his managing decisions. There's one. You, Another one. Can you say this is on all on John Schneider, though? I think that's unfair to say. I think there was a lot of people and the analytical team was probably in behind this. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's not on just on John Schneider. But I, when I say John Schneider, in all of these moves, it's or most of these moves, it's not just John Schneider, right? There's there's a team of people that are always working, looking at the analytics, telling, giving suggestions. Maybe not telling him what to do, but giving him suggestions. And whoever's call this was, whoever said in double A that they think, okay, yeah, he looks ready to go, b- would blow my mind. If somebody came to me and said that, I would have said, are you nuts? You're, you're keeping him down there for, for I, I would think, I, I wouldn't want to back up for a month and a half at least. Yeah, well, especially not after two weeks. I mean, it was a little bit longer. Like it was two weeks with him actually pitching. It was a little bit longer. He did some stuff yeah. in the Florida complex, like to train and stuff like that. But yeah, just even when it happened, we're like, what are they doing? Yeah. Like you could kind of just, you just knew that it just wasn't enough time to get his confidence back. It wasn't enough time to work on his mechanics or anything. And he didn't have success in those starts either. Like the double A one was okay. Like the 10 strikeouts are nice, but only five innings in double A. And that's coming off of, like I said, your lower start of your career. That is ridiculous that uh, the Blue Jays organization expected him to come back in the MLB and have success. And of course, when he goes back to the MLB, it is not great. He had six starts in July, or six starts before he got sent back down, uh, four in July and then two in August. July, he had a four, three, four ERA, 18 and two thirds innings pitched. So that's about four and two thirds innings a start, which again, not great. And then in August, his ERA was 591, two starts. So after that start against the Guardians, he gets optioned back down to AAA. And he decides not even to show up in AAA after all the. the just the tyrant he went through, just odds, oh, no success whatsoever. Pretty honestly, it was just garbage the whole year. He was not good. So to say that, oh, I'm too good to be option to triple A. I don't know what he was thinking. Maybe that's not exactly what it was, but that's kind of the sense that I got from an outsider and just a Blue Jays fan that he didn't care about triple A. And the guys, when they make that move, sending Alec Manoa down to triple A, there's a guy that they're going to send up to take his spots. Now you're leaving the AAA Buffalo team with one last pitcher that they really could have needed down the stretch. Yeah, and I don't know. This is this is on the management team a little bit, but overall, I think this, we keep going back to attitude, right? On this Blue Jays team, we keep talking about attitude. Alec Manoa needs an attitude change. This is such disgusting baseball, and disgusting is the right word, because if if I'm coaching a team and a player that I sent down because they are obviously, obviously playing horrible baseball. They get sent down and decide not to go back. I'm sorry. You're not coming back up either. Well, and it's got to be tough in the clubhouse as well, right? Like when uh, and you see the major leaguers, they see that Manoa is like does that and doesn't report to AAA. 
What's that going to make them think when if he comes back to the MLB? They're not going to think that he has their back whatsoever. You think they're going to think that he doesn't care about the team and he can just kind of leave whenever he wants, do whatever he wants. Yeah, and that's not somebody you want on your team. That's not a good teammate, and that's not good for the Blue Jays organization. So with that, uh, we're going to get off these Aquanoa talks. And we're going to jump right into our twenty four seven sports streaming channel. Again, Braden did talk about the All Star Game. The draft is actually today, which is uh, Thursday as we're recording this gonna have to see who quinn hughes chooses i'm hoping he can get Pedersen, and uh they can just reunite back in the all-star game obviously this nba going on all-star game super bowl we've uh talked about that coming up in about a week now pro bowl this weekend pro bowl this weekend i'm not a big pro bowl guy i don't know about you yeah i'm not i just find that the players don't really try it but uh if you guys ever want to tune in to our 24 7 streaming channel that we have great experts over there to cover all of your uh sports content needs just go to locked on sports today on youtube and subscribe to the first ever national 24 7 streaming channel well, and, and we, we bagged on Manoa. We, we bagged on him. He deserves it, but we bagged on him. So when we come back, there was a uh, tweet that was put out today, and we'll, get, we'll break that all down for you. So Super Bowl is a week and a few days away. To all of those who celebrate, try celebrating with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. I can tell you I'm going to place the most disgusting parlay of all time and pray to the heavens that it hits. I think you gotta, you're going to have to share that with the fans of this podcast, maybe on that uh, Friday episode next week. There you go. Friday episode, I will place my Super Bowl bets, and I will bring them here in uh, probably our FanDuel ad read. And you guys can decide if he is insane or not when he's placing this bet. Yeah, the answer will be yes. Um, <laughs> new customers join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. So, as I said, right, I, I don't want to come on this. <laughs> I don't want to come on this podcast all the time and rag on guys. But, you know, we see it. You You see it. It's. These guys sometimes need attitude checks, and somebody's got to somebody's got to say something. He's I'm not to- I'm not going to come on here and be the happy go lucky guy all the time when stuff's not going well. Alec Manoa wasn't going well. I'm not going to make stuff up. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Um, and and speaking of that, John Morosi, trust him or don't trust him. Go hey Otani. Yeah, is is he on the plane or is he was he ever on the plane? I don't know. You know what? Was never on the you know what? I, I respect John Rosie. He probably got bad information. Is 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 the report that he's saying he got bad information? To tr- but whatever. You're still with MLB Network, and you put up whatever. I, you know, I can go on with onto John Rosie. Yeah, that tugged at your heartstrings a little bit. Oh, uh, I was, that day. dude. I was I was destroyed. We had. I'll, I'm going to let you guys in on a little bit here. Okay, we had. Um, the Saturday off, I think was we do like this friends Christmas thing every yeah. year where we all get together, have some drinks, some food, whatever. Um, we got up, we went we went out for drinks the night before. We get up, we're like, okay, you know, um, 
I'm, I'm going to make all the guys breakfast. So I make all the guys breakfast. I'm pumped. I'm like, maybe today is the day that we get Shohei Otani. And uh, I wake, I go into his room when all the reports start coming in about the plane and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Carter, have you seen the tweets? Like, are we going to get Shohei Otani? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Turns and I was out. like, get the F out of my room. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to sleep. It was a long night, obviously. We yeah. had a fun night on the town. but yeah. And we don't end up getting Shohei Otani. We're sitting here. I think we were drinking mimosas at like, I don't even know. It was like 11 o'clock. Yeah, it was, breakfast. it was definitely fairly early. It was it was ridiculous. And whatever. So we end up not getting Shohei Otani. Night's, night, well, I don't want to say ruined, but it, it was ruined. It was ruined. Yeah, that false report really put a damper on things for the rest of the night. But yeah, uh, killed us. I think, yeah, the big accountability thing, like that, just going back to the Manoa thing real quick, it doesn't really seem like he's taken accountability for any of his actions yet. So it's going to be interesting to see how that is dealt with in the clubhouse. So back to John Morosi, okay? He puts out a tweet today, or it might have been yesterday night, Yeah, um, that said, the Blue Jays are not interested in trading Alec Manoa. Now, he was a talk of a lot of trades, um, trade, you know, sort of people are putting up trade boards, putting up, you know, uh, trades that they think the Blue Jays could be in, what they would be. And um, Alec Manoa was on a lot of them because, you know, he was obviously horrible. He was obviously um, didn't have the attitude that we need for this year, which we, we've gone over time and time again. Um, I don't know. And and the worst part to me is that he's expected to start with the Blue Jays in the rotation. How do you give a guy that is expected to that that didn't show up to AAA last year? How do you give him now one of the five starting rotation jobs? After we have there is guys in the in the waiting room, right? And and you're going to give a guy who spit at your feet pretty much and said, "I'm not playing in AAA for you." You're now giving him a now spot in the rotation. I I think Alec Manoa could bounce back. I fully believe that that is a he can't be as bad as last year. So he's going to bounce back slightly. But in the same respect, he pretty much flipped, flips the Blue Jays the bird and says, screw you, I'm not playing AAA. And now you're just going to be like, whatever, uh, let the let bygones be bygones, welcome back into their starting rotation. Yeah, I think the thing with this is that you see it all the time in sports with these like diva personalities and everything. If you're good enough at some point, they're going to look past it. And I think that just the Manoa upside that he has shown in 2022 and then his rookie season in 2021. And the fact that he has been working out and the organization has been saying that he has been taking this offseason seriously. Yeah. And he has been putting in the work, losing weight, uh, getting his time in, in the gym. So if he can come back and be successful, I think that's what all Blue Jays should hope for. I know this for pitching sure. staff, staff is deep. But if you can get Alec Manoa, obviously, like you don't really need his uh, 2022 season, which would be awesome if you got it. But if he can just be decent with your pitchers right now, like with how, how good Barrios is, has been last year, how good Gosman always is. Yeah, just Kikuchi had a good year last year. There might be some regression there. Bassett's obviously reliable. And then you got Bowden Francis, Yoriel Rodriguez. Like there are options here. Yeah. So I don't think it'd be the worst thing to try out Manoa for the spring training and maybe give him that fifth rotation spot. See, I'm 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 going against you. I I, I take it almost like if, if I was in Blue Jays management, I take that the the not showing up to Triple A thing very very personally, and that is a complete. I think it's disrespectful not only to the Blue Jays organization, but I think to us as fans, it's disrespectful because that means you didn't want to go out and put in the work to make yourself better. Now, great if he did that during the off season, but if he didn't do that, he what was the other option at this point? 
honestly. Yeah, I mean, he maybe would have got traded and or released even, and they probably would have tried to trade him just to yeah. get a little bit of value for him. But you definitely would not have gotten what you wanted in return for right. a guy with the raw talent of Alec Manoa. But John Schneider, to support my uh, analysis here, John Schneider says he doesn't think the relationship has ever changed. Again, it was a stop, tough spot for him and a tough couple of weeks or months for Alec. Being a, as competitive as he is, he was frustrated at times and being sent down like that. So I think with John Schneider, John Schneider had him in the system. Players he did manager. coach him. And yeah, he's been a player's manager his entire career. That's why he is with the Blue Jays. So I think Schneider probably was in his year, like at least texting him, probably giving him a few calls, maybe keeping in contact with him. And it looks like that relationship, at least between the coach and the pitcher, isn't broken. But I can't, I don't know if I can say the same thing for the clubhouse. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm sorry. I, this is another one of those things, right? Is, is we have this conversation about John Schneider. Is he too close to the players? I said no, because I think he's a good players manager in the sense of he's good with the guys. This is not something I could get past. Even as a players manager, if somebody uh, pretty much tells you to F off, I, I'm not accepting that. Well, I don't know if it's a great look for the Blue Jays either. This guy yeah. just abandoned you, abandoned you in the season, and then you're letting him pitch again. And and people are going to take the stance of, um, oh well, he's probably frustrated. Oh well, he, he, you know, maybe he just needed some extra time off. I don't care. I don't care. Get in the gym, go to AAA, show up to the club, be there, be that guy. You have to be that rock. You like you, you could be a raw talent in this league, and you could be very good eventually. But but a little bit, this is always going to stick with you. So are you saying that you don't even want Manoa to have like sniff the starting rotation this year? Or what is your No, 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 no. I I because at this point, if you're not gonna trade Alec Manoa, um you gotta try to work him back in. But I think it's a slap in the face to everybody to announce this now that he's gonna be in the starting rotation. That is a slap in the face. You can work him back in. I don't want to see him at least in the first rotation of pitchers that's what i would say yeah i think if anything uh kind of to support your side here i'm still on the alcohol hopeful for a fifth starting rotation spot this is a huge slap in the face to bowden francis yes the guy that had a great year last year was with the team actually the entire year sub two era did exactly what was asked for him whether it was bullpen opener whatever was needed had a great year and now you're going to tell this guy that oh the guy that left in the middle of the season is taking your spot on the starting rotation I don't think he's going to be too fond of that answer from the management, but I mean, it's a business, right? At the end of the day, for sure. Manoa is going to be better than Bowden Francis and give this team a better chance to win. I think you have to roll with that for sure. And uh, I wanted to, I wanted to bring um, something up just before we get out of this segment here. Um, a couple things. First of all, um, we got, uh, I think it was a comment a while ago saying, complaining about how we are the epitome of whiny, unknowledgeable Jays fans. We're not whining. We want this team to be very good. Just like the rest of Blue Jays fans, we want our team to be good. And yeah, we're going to complain. If we don't like something, we're not going to sugarcoat it. If, if, we're, if we're not happy with how things are going, we're going to tell you guys. And if, if, uh, if this team plays really good, if they show us that they're willing to, to make changes, I'll be over the moon. And, and, and most of this time, and most of, with this team that I am, I am so excited. I am over the moon. I am pumped up. And that's, and I think that's why we get like so into it, right? Is because we love this team. We want to see them do really well. Um, but yeah, let let us know sort of what you guys are thinking. Like, do you, would you want to see Alec Manoa stay in the first five games? We'll say in regular season. Would, 
we won't even talk about spring training right now because he will get spring training time. But first five games of the season, do you think that Alec Manoa will start one of those five? Secondly, drop us a subscription. 70% of you guys like aren't subscribed for some reason. Just, just go to YouTube. Drop a subscription. Hey, it's free. Just click the big red button. Helps us out a ton. And that uh, gives us more incentive to bring up these podcasts for you guys. It lets us know you're liking them, supporting us. And that's going to take us into our next segment, which Braden actually started this one. And it's we're going to get into that after this uh, ad break here. Okay, well, this was, I know you're the one that always makes all the drafts and everything, but you know what, I sort of, I was at work today, sort of mulling it over in my mind. And I'm like, you know what, what can we do? What do we, what do, what do I want to make for a draft if I was to do one? So what what we did was we each picked three players. Um, and, and we don't know who the other one chose. So we're going to go. And I'll go first. I'll give you a player. You tell me which other sport do you think that they could succeed in as well? Or in, like professionally, we'll say. All right. Um, do you want me to go first? You to go first. Uh, I'll let you take this one. Okay. Here. Okay. I'm going to give you Dalton Varsho. Dalton Varsho. I'm, this is going to be a little weird. I'm going to say archery for Dalton Varsho. Archery? Just out of nowhere. Yeah. He seems like Dalton Varsho seems like a guy. I mean, just seeing his arm in the outfield and just the way he's able to track things. I think if he, got behind a bow and an arrow and he just line it up. I don't know. Just like the same thing as lining it up to throw the ball home. That is the, one of the weirdest, like there was no way in my head that when I brought this up, I'm like, yes, yeah, he, he, well, archery is going to be one. Of them. Just something about his vibe. I mean, just gives me an archery stance. I don't know what it is. Okay. Well, that's just, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say to that. Okay. Your turn. I guess I like, what is that? I got a good one here. Uh, I have you say Kikuchi, which Ooh. is an interesting one. You say Kikuchi. Uh, he seems like a pretty, like, I almost want to say like nimble guy. I'm going to, I'm going to go soccer or football or whatever the rest of you guys say. We're at Canada. What, uh, where do you have him playing in soccer? Is he like a goalie? Is he like a midfielder, a defender? Like what, where are we at? Yeah. Like? I, I, I think I would say almost like a midfielder. Oh, you got, you got, uh, yeah, I don't Kikuchi think you're ripping around. Yeah. Right? I don't think he's like a striker or whatever they call it. But yeah, we're not uh, too fun on our soccer not, teams. Not we're not soccer it. guys, but I was a goalie. I was a soccer goalie for a while. Yeah, how good, how good was that, though? I was unreal. Are you kidding me? Uh, that's what your parents maybe say and tell uh, other people around. Yeah. But from what I heard, you were not the greatest. Maybe you just who's, t- who's telling you that? My brother? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's, diving, making the easy saves look better than they actually are. It's like when you dive from a ball, like you're camped under it and you just dive. <laughs> a little bit of Ken Murphy uh, kind of things there. I can see you. Yeah, doing. yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, how about Jose Barrios? Or Barrios, I should say. It's weird. I don't know. Uh, the first thing that I'm thinking of right now is a linebacker for some reason in the NFL. He's a little bit of a bigger guy. Okay. Weird. Okay. I think that he has a little bit of fire on him. You see him get fired up on the mound. I think if he made a big hit and uh, see the celly. Yeah, oh, he would just fire everyone up. I yeah, think he would yeah, be yeah. electric. He maybe did a little bit of a Ray Lewis uh, <laughs> okay. the, the shuffle there. Yeah, I, yeah. I could see him getting really into it. And I think it'd be really cool to watch Brio's uh, just absolutely hammer a running back. Okay. Sorry. I got to bring this up. Um, coworker Skyler Peters, um, listens to the, listens to the podcast. Uh, great guy. He, uh, uh I work with him. Just text me. Carter's a Panthers fan. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. He's, I'm probably going to be hearing that, uh, in the future pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I haven't heard it enough. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Okay. 
I have Alejandro Kirk. Ooh, Alejandro Kirk reminds me of um, a little bit. I, I don't know if it's the beard or what it is when he grows it out a little bit. Um, I, a old friend of mine, uh, Cody Johnson, lacrosse goaltender. Uh, so I'm going to go lacrosse goaltender, Alejandro Kirk. I, I could see that for sure. I could see him uh, just like being a little bit of a smaller guy, maybe in the net, but uh, just making some cool saves. Yeah. I think it would be interesting to see him there. I think he would fit the mold pretty well. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, the biggest thing was he just reminds me of Cody. So that's <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, so that's where I got yeah, that from. Cody, if you're listening to this, uh, yeah, I don't know how, what you're going to do with that information. Uh, whatever. But uh, I'll give it back to you for the last one here. Yeah, we'll go uh, Alec Manoa. Oh, sumo wrestler. Don't even have to think about that one. Easy. One of those things. Get him in the ring. Just let him battle with the uh, the other big boys. Oh, I'd just be electric. Sumo wrestler. That's that, that, one's, that's that was crazy. That one was quick for me. That's crazy. Hey, now that he's been in the gym, he's got a little bit more strength probably. Okay. Bench press strength. <laughs> okay. Okay. You still have one for me, don't you? I do. Okay. And I couldn't leave this guy off the list. I had to go with Vladdy. Vladdy. Oh, that's tough. So he's going to be a football player. I don't, I don't know where I'd want him. Hey, like like, I, like maybe maybe the, if this was like like year one Vladdy, I'd go with like he'd be like a good like center. Okay. Vladdy O line. I, I could see I could see him like uh like a Jason Kelsey. What about Vladdy's like a long driver? I think that would be maybe cool. a little Kyle Berkshire in him. Okay. I don't know. Sure. I don't know. I think I could see him playing football. I think he could like get into it. He would do the little like the little celebrations or whatever. Oh, Vladdy would love a, a defensive touch or an offensive touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Just be, I could see the Kelsey comparison there. Yeah, just screaming into the camera. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. Just a little bit. Like I think he could have fun with it. He a little bit. The NFL's um, getting more and more into that. Like um, I don't know. I, I almost want to say ridiculousness that that Vladdy brings to the game sometime. So. Yeah, I could definitely see him doing something. Well, maybe something like that. Uh, when his brother's playing for the Mets, he might uh, pull a Jason Kelsey for his brother, and maybe he'll take a shirt off in the stands, have some beers for the fans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Could you just imagine Vladdy in the stands, just barrel out? That you would. I can't even imagine that visual. Oh my! God. Imagine how much press that I get. Just oh, one yeah. of us. <laughs> one of us. One of us. One. One thing uh, we actually do at the, we're from Winnipeg, so we have our football week here is called the CFL at Winnipeg Blue Bombers games. We actually go, we call it tarps off in the fourth quarter, which yeah. is interesting because some of the games are in November and it gets cold here. In oh, Manitoba yeah. You, you, in you, have a, you have like a minus 20 game, if yeah. not worse. So, so, yeah, you are. Uh, that's Celsius for you Americans, by the way. The good thing is, though, is that we do have some alcohol to kind of keep us warm yeah, throughout the yeah. game. And we're definitely not sober during those games. So, but it is a lot oh, of fun. Well, I am. Yeah, because you're always uh, in the booth, unfortunately. You're booth. not having no fun with no, the boys. No, it's too bad. But actually, huge signing. Chris Trevler? Yeah, as, uh, maybe some of you Americans might know that. Played, at, I believe, with the Cardinals and then went to the Jets. Didn't I don't think he started much with the Jets. Well, he, he, he was also with the Baltimore for There was a while. probably a few other teams in yeah. between there. He was bouncing all over the league. But sort of cool news. Uh, we, we, did, uh, we were in the presser today with him. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty uh, – it, it was electric to hear him talk. And that's – he's sort of a guy that, like, that, that's – sort of the Vladdy popped into my head a little bit with that one. So, well, you said he, uh, he trained actually with what Lamar Jackson. There was one more Lamar, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Uh, so uh, Tua actually as well Tua another one. Yeah. So so, so sort of cool, you know, big names. Exactly. Like if you can have experience like that, you're going to take advantage for sure. Right. You probably learned a lot of things. Hopefully you can bring that uh, to the bombers this year. Wait, can't uh, can our listeners learn a few things from the NFL? Sorry, that was a terrible segue. Go into it. <laughs> yeah, our, our listeners definitely could learn a few things from uh, our experts here of uh, NFL. 
NHL, all of us, uh, especially the big four. I know there's the uh, college sports we cover as well. So if you guys ever want to tune into that, go to our Locked On Sports Today at YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. I apologize again for that segue. That was horrendous. But yeah, I, 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 I like the effort, I guess, yeah. but it didn't turn out no, uh, too great. It's fine. We're having fun, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> we try. We try. We try, yeah. Um, we want to thank you guys for watching. This is, uh, yeah, it's been a fun episode. Sort of a weird episode. We sort of covered Manoa quite a bit, but I, you know what? It was sort of some big news today. And let us know how you guys feel. Like, I... I I, I, I sort of don't know where I'm standing right now. I, and I might, might just need to mull this over and really think about, you know, what I'd really like to see from this year. But yeah, let us know. Follow us on Twitter, uh, Braden 5 Wasco, Carter First 2. Um, yeah, and uh, go actually, Carter, you've been posting on the TikTok, haven't you? Yeah, I got a TikTok up. Uh, it's Dial in Jays. You can also look up Locked on Blue Jays. It will pop up there. I did a little quick one on Justin Turner signing. So be sure to check that out. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for watching. We're back full time. Two more weeks until pitchers and catchers report. So that is going to be interesting. We're excited for the content that that's going to bring us. And we will see you guys on Monday.